to WEHC 90.7. This is Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I'm your host, Charlotte Torrance, and I'm here today with Candy Wallace. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here with us. Yes, um, thanks for having me. Candy is a local artist from Castlewood, Virginia. Yes, yeah. And what kind of artist would you say you are? So I do a lot of interdisciplinary work. Um, A majority of my work is going to be in acrylics or ink. I'm just always gravitated toward those. Uh, I have a background in watercolor, ceramics, wheel-thrown pottery, you know, pastels, graphite. I have a little bit of experience with all of it, but those acrylics and inks always pull me back in. I love the vividness and the sharpness of the colors of acrylics and um, just the depth that I can capture in that. And as far as ink, I just love the detail that I can get with that penmanship. So kind of depending on the mood that I'm in depends on where I gravitate. (laughs) (laughs) So you've done a lot of different media in like 2D and 3D, but you come back to the sharp and the vibrant two-dimensional work. Yeah, definitely so. And I feel like my themes are pretty consistent in my work. I always try to kind of capture like some whimsy and fun. I don't ever really have like serious art. It's always um, basically just my interests, but uh, I always try to put like a fun twist on it or make something interesting in the piece that's going to like pull you back in little like hidden details in that work. So that's kind of what I focus on. So more more whimsical rather than serious, but still something that you can engage with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, what's your background in art? When did you first get started making art? It was a really, really long time ago. Um, I was adopted when I was three years old, and that's when I met my grandfather. And we bonded through drawing together. He is the person who originally started teaching me to draw and his favorite story is I never wanted to draw stick people. I always absolutely refused to draw stick people. I wanted to do something more difficult and he always gets a big kick out of that but he was a big inspiration to me. Um, He was a self-taught artist and he kind of got me interested in that field and I did it and I was self-taught up until high school and at that point I was kind of neglecting um, like core coursework in order to get into art classes. Um, I remember I dropped a college level course so that I would be able to fit art into my schedule and my guidance counselor was like, we can't really do that. I was like, but I'm going to. (laughs) So um, from that point on, I just continued to kind of grow as an artist and teach myself these different techniques. And eventually went on to study that when I went into college. Um, It wasn't my original plan by any means because it was really highly discouraged by my family, of course, and my friends. Um, At the time, the arts weren't very just like supported in this area, and I'm sure you can kind of relate to that. We've had a lot of growth in this area. Um, It was like a couple weeks before I was supposed to start my college courses. I was going into biochemistry at Virginia Tech, and I decided to withdraw my application, apply to a completely different school, and study art. 
and the rest is just kind of history. <laughs> wow, that's a huge a huge shift. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, but it was definitely for the best. I kind of uh, followed my heart with that one, and it really worked out. When you follow your heart and you follow your interests, you're always going to be much happier later on in life than following like your typically pushed like successful career and um for me my family was really pushing like be a doctor be a lawyer be anything but an artist because you're not going to be able to make a living and like I said they weren't super supportive um as far as like art went anyways like they just kind of thought it was like a hobby they didn't think that I could be successful with it and make a career with it and they wanted what was best for me but um in the arts, I was very much on my own for a great deal of time. <laughs> so when you made that shift to like pull out from going to Virginia Tech and decide to like change their, your course direction, was there something that happened? Um, um, I just really kind of had like a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. I was preparing to go to school there and it was like my dream school. I'd always wanted to go there and Um, I always had a a big interest in science, and I just thought long-term, I'm not going to be happy in that field. That's not something that I'm going to be able to do for the rest of my life and continue to be interested in and still be happy with myself. Um, It just seemed out of character for me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that as something I've reflected on recently um, and being in like kind of a mid to late 20s moment of adulthood is that when you do the things that like are joyful to you when you're around the people who feel right to you things tend to work out better yeah like it just works out usually yeah absolutely so and that's um kind of what i i came to find and so i was able to grow as an artist even more through that period when i was in school like exponential growth I was surrounded by people who were supporting the arts and really talented artists. My professors were absolutely amazing at UVA Wise. Um, Suzanne Adams Ramsey was like an incredible ceramics instructor. And then I had Ray and Misty Stratton and they really just like broke down my basics and completely rebuilt me as an artist. And that was the move for me because I wasn't having that growth and I wasn't seeing that progress. I wasn't learning these techniques on my own. I needed those guys to help me and to support me and to kind of show me and teach me those things. So I'm forever grateful for those guys. So do you think that going to art school and studying art um, at like a higher level is necessary for, for artists? I definitely don't think it's necessary I think that it just kind of depends on the person. For me, I feel like education is always a worthy investment, whether it be, you know, art or whether it's going for biochemistry. Like expanding your education is always a worthy investment, but it is not necessary. I feel like if you have the right resources and you kind of really push yourself to learn these things and connect and network I definitely feel like you can be successful and you can learn all the things that you would in school on your own. I think it's definitely possible. Most of it is just practice and repetition and 
really getting to know yourself as an artist. What advice would you want to share for people who are trying to decide whether or not they want to dive into the arts? Take the leap sooner rather than later. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is it doesn't work out completely the way you want it to, but you're going to have some success. It takes a while to kind of build yourself up and to have like that consistency about it. But the worst that's going to happen is it just doesn't work out exactly the way you want it to. And you can continue to work on it to get it to that point. But if you continue to deny your creativity and your artistic side, you're always going to wonder, you're always going to regret it. And you're always going to think in the back of your mind, well, like, man, I really wish that I had you know, kind of push forward with my art and I had embraced that side of me because it really is, it's a talent and it's a skill that not everybody has. And I feel like that's just due to not being interested in it, not pursuing it. Anybody can do art. Anybody can learn art. It's just doing it. <laughs> and it takes a lot of work. To yes, yeah, yes. You have to want it, right? Yeah, for sure. So um, what are you working on right now? Currently, we have uh, the Bristol and Bloom Art Festival coming up on October 8th, and I'm kind of getting ready for that. I just ended my bodybuilding season, which takes up a massive portion of my life. So now I'm kind of shifting gears back to like, I guess what you would call real life. And so I'm getting ready for that. I'm trying to submit to the Southwest Virginia Cultural Arts Center and get juried in and work with them and then really just kind of do some work for me because it's been a really long time since I've been able to sit down and just produce work for myself that I really enjoy. I produce for others a lot and it takes a big mental toll and it's really hard to be consistently producing for other people for profit and it kind of puts like a damper on that creativity and that motivation so I need to like get back in the swing of doing things that I'm really like passionate about. Yeah I've talked to a lot of artists about um, not necessarily on this show but in general um, about doing commissions and I saw yeah. them do commission work. Yes. Um, and a lot of people will be like, wow, I could make some money if I did commissions, but they, they're like, I just can't handle that right now. So, like, what's, yeah. what's what are your thoughts on commission work and those, that challenge? Oh, I have such a love-hate relationship with commission work. As far as, like, murals go, love doing murals. I would do those anytime, anywhere, doesn't matter. As far as, like, other commissioned work... I only take a limited amount each month so that I can prevent that burnout and still have time to produce things for myself, but bring in a little bit of money on the side as well. Um, there was a time where I wasn't really feeling my art. I wasn't really motivated. I was kind of like, I guess you would say in a funk. And I was only trying to produce art for profit. Like the only way that I was measuring my success was how much money I was bringing in, how many orders I was bringing in. And it got to the point to where I was doing these orders and you could tell by the quality of my work that I was not invested in it. So I completely stepped aside for probably about a, v a year or so doing commission works just to kind of refresh. And that was the point where I was like, I can't overbook myself 
and keep doing this work that I'm not interested in. Like, it's okay to be choosy. It's okay to refer your clients to your friends if you know that you are not the best artist for that job. So that's kind of what I started doing. And that gave me a much healthier relationship with my own work and with kind of marketing that and also making an income with it. So just kind of like knowing your limits and being able to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Balance. Yes, yes, that's a hard one. Yeah, so you mentioned also earlier um, that you do bodybuilding. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, I compete in the bikini division, which is like your smaller athletes. And um, I also cross over and compete into the fitness division, which usually you have like a routine that you perform with required moves and it involves a lot of like tumbling um, some dance elements as well as you know kind of showing off your physique that you worked hard for to get on the stage so that's a big big part of my life right now. So do you feel like there's a connection between your art making and your bodybuilding? Um, I feel like they both have similar mental benefits. Um, they're both a really good release. They're both really good as far as just kind of like getting my head on straight, but in different ways. Um, Bodybuilding really helps me with the physical side of that. I get to stay physically healthy and physically strong. Um, And it also kind of helps as far as like mental illness goes. I had struggled with anxiety and depression for a lot of my life, like most of my life and never really had a handle on that until I found art and I found bodybuilding. Art helped me with it for the longest time, but there was always like something missing. And bodybuilding was kind of like that missing link. So they kind of like work hand in hand. They're like very different best friends. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I've, I've heard like often about art as like art out of necessity right like art we like making art because you have to yes so it's not just like we've talked a little bit about something that you have to pursue that you have to work towards that you have to practice and and find balance in as well but do you also think that art as something that helps with your mental health is something that's necessary for you to do definitely so and I've kind of like had phases with that um I feel like I've really had to kind of rediscover myself as an artist because Growing up, like, through my teens and my early 20s, like I said, art was my primary way of kind of dealing with that mental health side of things. But I really feel like art was my only way of kind of, like, dealing with that mental side of things. And when I got out of the situations that caused that depression, that caused that anxiety, and that caused me to be in those really low moods, I stopped doing art. I was happy, so I didn't need that outlet, you know? So I've had to kind of figure out how to keep producing art while being healthy and happy. So that's been like a whole other challenge. (laughs) That's such like a complicated challenge. And I think it's a common one, but it's so hard to discuss. Yeah. I've heard people like talk about, you know, famous artists, famous musicians are like tortured artists or, and I've heard what I'm 
have heard people say before in relation to mental health and treatment, it's like, well, I don't want to take antidepressants because it numbs me and then I stop doing the creative thing. Yeah. Or like there's an anxiety that if I really, if I really treat this, am I going to change as a person? Am I going to lose that, that spark? And it's like, but being healthy is important, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you can absolutely use that as an outlet to be better and to get healthier, but utilizing those resources to be consistently healthier and better and not just when you're doing art is going to help you to truly discover who you are as an artist. Um, We put a lot of our like feelings and a lot of that anxiety into our work and of course it helps to relieve that but when you can only function when you're in a low mood you know it gives a whole different feel to that art when you can kind of reformulate yourself as a person and kind of find how to keep producing that art even when you're not motivated you don't have that like creative feel that's going to help you to kind of produce those like breakthrough pieces that kind of come I think that it's kind of a it's really an illusion right that that thought that I have to be tortured yeah yeah it's definitely that's definitely not the case and I mean, like I said, at first, when my mental health started getting a lot better, I was a lot happier with life. I was in better situations and better relationships. I almost didn't produce any art for that entire first year. Like, that was the slowest year I've ever had art-wise, but I was kind of pouring my focus somewhere else, and, like, I didn't have that motivation and didn't have that creative drive and I didn't realize it was because I was putting a lot of my negative emotions into my work and I was using that as kind of like a crutch to help get better. So I had worked with other local artists, um, Brian Surway and Marcy Parks especially, helped me to kind of give me some of these resources and see how I can get back in the groove of that stuff. And the bottom line is you don't always have to be motivated to take action. Oftentimes that motivation comes from your action. So doing it when you don't want to do it, it's going to be like this endless loop, this endless cycle. They feed into each other. That motivation gives you that action, which gives you that creativity, which gives you more motivation and more action. It's just this continuous cycle. So making yourself do this thing that you love, even when you're not necessarily feeling it, is going to see and give you better benefits in the long run. You're going to produce better work. You're going to be happier. You're going to discover more about who you are as an artist. I feel like that advice actually connects kind of back to bodybuilding in a way, too. Absolutely (laughs) so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go to the gym. Yeah. Even if you're not motivated. For sure. You always have that, like, end goal in sight. Like, and a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do the bodybuilding? How do you stay motivated? And the bottom line is, do you want it? If you don't want it, don't do it. But if it's that thought that continually creeps back in your mind, if it's constantly tugging at your heart, suck it up and do it for the day. You're like, you're going to feel much, much better afterwards and like once you get that done you're not going to think back and be like oh darn I wish I hadn't done that but if you don't do it you're going to look back and be like this really impacted my progress 
and I can be better. I'm not going to reach my goals by continually shorting myself and not showing up. I think that's a great lesson. So um, what do you think is next for you artistically? What are your goals and what are you aiming for right now? (sighs) Goals is just to continue to work through what we were talking about earlier, like finding myself as an artist, because it's it's fairly recent that I've had that kind of shift. Um, in 2018, that's kind of when my life just kind of like fell apart. And so I had to kind of like reinvent myself and find that. And I feel like I'm still kind of in that process because my creativity still kind of like comes in waves. So continuing to kind of like work on that and network with other artists, put my work out there in some of these like local galleries and shows, work with other artists, like that's my main priority right now. I don't ever intend to make it like a full-time job or anything like that. I just always plan to make it a big part of my life. And if I can encourage, especially like the kids in this area to get involved in the arts, that's my biggest deal because when I was younger that was not something that was like highly encouraged and we were honestly lucky to have art classes at our high school we didn't have anything like that in elementary school Um, so getting these kids involved in the arts letting them know that it is a viable field and it's okay to be interested in that as compared to like your STEM fields which are really highly pushed you know those aren't for everybody, and we know that. Yeah. So if I can just get some of these kids interested in some of that stuff, whether it's, like, tangible art that they're creating or whether it's through dance, tumbling, like, any kind of performing art, just getting these kids involved and helping make this, like, a more artistically accepting community because we've come, like, leaps and bounds in this community especially just in the past five years and I want to continue to see that grow that's that's fantastic yeah I think that um you know something we work on in the museum is the lack of art in local elementary schools yeah it's it's really sad um there's just not the funding for the programs and it's something that these kids need like instead of sitting in these classrooms day in and day out, I know a lot of them don't even get PE anymore. You get PE once a week, which is asinine to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, getting these kids involved in different fields, giving them a wide variety of things to see if they're even interested in, you know? They just, I feel like they don't have the chance right now. And... I'd like to see that change. <laughs> I think that even like the pandemic has affected the things kids have access to a lot because there's so much catching up. Absolutely. Out. So, yeah, the kids that I kind of work with at my studio, especially that like first year after the pandemic, you really see like a social shift in these kids. Um, you know, they don't have like a full understanding of what's going on. They haven't been exposed to real life like we had, especially like these preschool and kindergarten age kids. Like from the time they can remember up until recently, they were living in pandemic times. So they have no 
grasp of what real life is like and kind of getting them back in the swing of things is really important too like getting us all back in the swing of things (laughs) yeah definitely do you think that um the pandemic affected your artwork in any way as well um I don't particularly feel like it interrupted my process or anything of that nature it did influence me to do more though I had more time at home more kind of stationary time and it got me motivated to kind of produce more to kind of experiment with different things not so much like marketing to sell or anything like that just kind of experimenting and working with these new materials like seeing what I can kind of produce when I can't go to the local craft store and pick up like the supplies I need you know just kind of working with what I have on hand but um, those were interesting times and I feel like the pandemic was actually really good for the arts I feel like a lot of people kind of got in touch with their musical side their artistic side their performing side we all had extra time where we weren't kind of like working and stuff so we could really indulge our other interests and um, kind of delve into that whereas now you know everything is we're kind of like back to work everyone's busy we don't have time for that anymore and I think that it really opened a lot of people's eyes too because everyone while you were trapped at home turned to art for their entertainment like for their joy and before then I don't think that people really considered you know movies music um, different kinds of art and things like that to be all one big thing and once the pandemic was over then I think that the art fields had a newer, higher respect. The value of art became yeah. apparent when, when it's all we have. Yeah, right. it's yeah. all you have. And that's instantly where you go for your entertainment and for your comfort. And I don't think a lot of people really realize that. In museums, we had, um, if you remember, when everyone on Instagram was trying to like recreate famous paintings. <laughs> Yeah, the museums in them. I feel like in in the museum world, like in art museums, that was such a great moment because suddenly, like the museums realized that we could connect to people who yeah. weren't visiting us, right? And yeah, a lot more actually. Um, artwork images have become open access and copyright free in the last two years, a huge amount. That's awesome. I mm-hmm. I was not aware of that, but yeah, I saw those recreations and just like seeing the level of creativity that your average everyday person can put into recreating this. Like, I would scroll through these and just laugh so hard. They were the best. And I feel like it did expose people to works of art that they may not have necessarily seen before. Like, as an art student, you see a lot of that. As someone who hasn't studied that, you probably didn't know over half of these paintings that these people were recreating. So not only did those people get to be creative on their own, but they were also promoting, you know, timeless works. Yeah. Pieces of art that you, like, study about, that you see in museums, that your average everyday person's probably never seen before. I know, as someone who was studying art history, um, I was in grad school at the time, I'd never seen so many people engaging 
so deeply with <laughs> historic works of art. It was yeah. like, oh, you guys, you can like this too? Yeah, like, it was beautiful. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like there's a lot of, like, challenges, but also a lot of, like, brightness within that that pause. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So um, what can people listening do to get more involved and to find your artwork? I have Instagram. I have Facebook. And both of those are under Candy Wallace Art. Um, like I said, I'm trying to kind of get around to these different festivals and shows and things of that nature. And if you want to connect with me and other artists, try to find these things. Um, Bristol and Bloom, like I said, is a really good one. The Southwest Virginia Cultural Arts Center, William King Arts Center. There are a lot of local resources that people don't really think about as far as art goes. Um, Holler House in Bristol on State Street has just opened up. They're like, just go check it out. Connect with some of these artists, network with them. And if you want to get involved, the community here is fantastic. Everyone's super duper helpful. So just kind of chat. That's what I did. You know, I was chatting with my fellow artists and that's how I got more deeply involved in the community. And it's just really it's really helpful for me personally, but artistically as well, obviously. And you can find um, Candy Wallace Art spelled K-A-N-D-E-E. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and listen to Art Speaks on Thursdays at 1 p.m. on WEHC 90.7 to hear more from local artists and um, art teachers, gallery owners, instructors, and craftspeople, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art, and you're listening to WEHC 90.7.